welcome to MSP 1337. I'm your host, Chris Johnson, a show dedicated to cybersecurity challenges, solutions, a journey together, not alone. Welcome, everybody, to this episode of MSP 1337. Uh, For those of you who know Charles Love, you know he's been on this show multiple times. Charles, welcome back. Thanks. I appreciate it. So uh, this week, uh, like many of the other episodes that we have done, it usually starts with a conversation that goes a little something like, what should we talk about? (laughs) This week, uh, I think you have brought something up that our listeners desperately need to hear about. We're titling this episode, With Great Power Comes Great Responsibility. It was a conversation that started around the things that happen within like a SharePoint OneDrive environment. We're using that as an example, not because it's Microsoft, but that's the example that we have. You can take this and swap out those names and fill in the blank with products or vendors that you're familiar with. But but the bottom line is, this is a story about what we don't know is happening in the environment that could be putting us in, in serious risk. So Charles, um, why don't you go ahead and, and, and kick us off with, with this great power, great responsibility uh, idea and what that means to those listening. Yeah, so I'll, I'll kind of back it up a little bit. Um, over, over the past couple of years, uh, many a customer uh, we have done projects where we get rid of their servers, right? Because sure. we need to serve them. Shift them um, to the cloud. Yes, you know, um, and I would say almost everybody, you know, we move them to Azure AD. Now they have a nice identity management, like all that stuff is great. And then we take their files and we put them up in SharePoint and we teach them the difference between OneDrive is for you and SharePoint is for the company, right? Um I like to tell people pre-COVID, the building is the company data and the blue cloud is your data, right? That technically, unless like you're really looking for it, uh, admins can't see what's in the blue cloud, but they can totally see what's in the building. Right. And when I reference the building, I'm meaning the sync, specifically SharePoint sync. Okay. Fast forward during COVID, one of the best things to happen, I can't believe I just said that, um, was something good addition. that happened during COVID. Yeah. yeah. Like development in the channel and in the industry was just nuts because people were super focused. Well, right now we're on zoom. Like who would have, I mean, pre COVID, how many people yeah. actually knew what zoom, who zoom was, or had used zoom, even if they knew what it was. Oh, absolutely. Like it's just, it's, I, I don't want to say it's a Renaissance, but it kind of is, you know, it's kind of weird. I think but. it's a revolution. I think it's a revolution in expedited technology development, not to go down a rabbit hole, but if you think about how quickly things came to bear in a market, and the one thing that we all lost sight of when it happened was security. Because we all know about Zoom bombing, we all know about all these things that happened, and it's like, good grief, have we not learned anything? Yeah, yeah, it just hyper change, right? Right. But it was hyper development, it just... We, I, I, I honestly think we escalated like 10, 15 years sure. in the span of two years technology-wise. Right. So so going back to the original comment, Microsoft really started to dial in this thing called uh, shortcut to uh, OneDrive. Best thing ever invented, in my opinion, in the OneDrive landscape. And all that means 
is now instead of your PC being the thing that has to sync all the SharePoint libraries, like no joke, I had customers where I we got tickets every like two or three weeks to resync a terabyte, you know, size library that took five days, right? And customers pissed, we're pissed. It's a, a customer sad issue. It's just terrible. So OneDrive's uh, add shortcut to OneDrive kind of goes away with that. So instead of, and I'm going somewhere with this, but instead of your PC tracking potentially a terabyte of data every time you reboot, Microsoft has said, I got you, fam. We're going to do it for you on the back end. We hold both ends of it anyway. We're just going to magically sync it. And now the building goes away. Right. Right. So going back to the dozens of presentations I did pre-COVID, probably 30, 40, uh, where I was saying, if it's in the building, it's the companies. And if it's in the blue cloud, it's yours. Well, that all goes away. Because right. when you do add shortcut to OneDrive, the SharePoint library now gets stuffed inside your blue cloud. So now it kind of blurs the lines. Sure. It essentially shows up as two folders inside your. Correct. And yeah. if you're really not paying attention of the little blue link, you may not know it's there. Right. Sure. And I will tell you the amount of people who we've moved from sync to shortcut, like Knockwood, it goes months and months and months and months before we ever hear from them, which is awesome, at least for that issue. So it, it's re it really gets you thinking, right? So every vendor in the universe has some kind of 365 monitor, right. right? Make sure everybody's secure. And what's the one thing we are all hyper-focused on? And that's, do we have MFA? Is MFA on? Is MFA off, right? Um, how often are we changing our passwords? Do we have password self-service? Are we doing GDAP? All these crazy, and you and I have talked about Well, let's talk times. about the why for a second, because I think that's important. We, we aren't doing these things because we want to impede or, or cause inefficiencies with the end users. We are literally saying that by doing these things, we prevent the bad guys from from leveraging those accounts. I mean, that's literally the oh. only reason. Yes, but that has been our focus. Right. Uh, you know, as an industry, it's all about MFA. It's all about MFA, right? right? Um, and you realize now there's a whole hell of a lot more to that. <laughs> and yes. and I t <laughs> like, I never really sat and thought, you know, I wonder how that customer is actually using the tool. Like, did they did they do what I said? And Are they so, even using the tool? Let's just be real yeah. honest with ourselves. Like, how many times do we give tools or products? My favorite one, and, and everybody that hears this is going to know that I'm going to say browser something. But like, but like, how many do we deploy a device to an end user that also includes a browser that they're never going to use? Yes. It's just yeah, part of the package. Yeah. So we put it on there. And so therefore it's done, right? Till they open it and discover that, man, this is amazing. But again, I think to where you're going with this, are they using it the correct way? Yeah, it's it's kind of the one thing we don't do as as an industry is our is our health checks. Wrong word. Is our you go to the doctor. And then you're supposed to go every six to eight months again, right? 
uh, follow up. Am am I still healthy? I feel good, but that doesn't mean there isn't something going on inside that shouldn't be. Absolutely. And the, the one thing that it's kind of funny, this all spawned, believe it or not, from the MSP Ignite peer group that you actually ran at ChannelCon this year. Okay. And I wrote on one page in giant letters, follow-up, follow-up appointment, doctor. That's all I wrote, follow-up appointment, doctor. People next to me are like, oh, he missed an appointment with this doctor. And Gotta go for that prostate exam. Yeah, yeah. I literally pinned that to my wall when I got back from ChannelCon. And it set me down a path of how can I help our customers in the things we do with a follow-up, right? Every project in the universe, it's a rush to finish the project, right? Nine times out of 10. I want to get the project done. Please give me like five stars or three smiley faces or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you, you paid me for a thing. I do the thing. I make sure you're happy with the thing and, and I never I'm talk done. to you again. Right. And then we're done. Yep. So I, I've been investing in tools and techniques and policies around here for our customers that, you know, subscribe to our offering on coming up with ways to give these follow-up visits, so to speak, right? For the ones who want it, right? If it's a one-off customer and I'm never going to see him again, I, hey, maybe it's an offering I can sell them. Is this right. kind of like us talking about having an Apple watch that keeps track of my heart rate and warns of a potential heart attack? Like, are, are we talking like in that vein, but with the technologies and products that we put in place for the end user? Yeah, it's kind of, We've talked about it before. I don't want to say it's a re-onboarding, but it's kind of like a project post checkup. Right. But so it's not a static I, thing. If I understand you correctly, you're you're talking about being able to do something that's more than just talk to the end user. Like because the end user well, may not be able to have a conversation and may not even know how to use, say, the Apple Watch or say whatever Android watch that's on their wrist. For sure. And it's more of at the time, it was how can I help my customers understand months down the road okay. what they actually what I gave them. Like what is it like i sit there it's i like stared off into space for hours like i wonder xyz customer i wonder if they're using the stuff sure right you know like i you and i buy things all the time like at the like oh my god i saw something on tiktok i have to buy it it's sitting in my drawer i haven't touched it in six months Um, i'm a security guy i am never on tiktok (laughs) all right reels we saw it on Reels, or we saw it on whatever. Facebook I don't know what that is, but, but I'm I'm on something, yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know, we we've all bought something we have seen. Fair point, right? Like meh. I like to buy on meh because it's a it's a coupon discount for a product that I didn't know I needed until I had the discount. Absolutely, but we we get these things. Like I yeah. bought a drone because Chris at Showtech had one, and I haven't flown it over a year, right? So but you have and, one. Yeah, but DJI is it a DJI drone, by the way? Is it a DJI? It is. Oh well, then you should probably get rid of that because you know those have been banned too. Yeah, it's you know it's a thousand dollar package, but DJI doesn't reach out and go, "Hey, you haven't taken off in a while," right? Or it's just stuff like that. So I'm sitting here, like in you know my weird mind, trying to figure out of ways that I can offer more, and it turned it into maybe something that we can charge for. 
but more of a, a like, how can I go back to the stuff that we have done and basically come up with a quarterly, yearly, whatever, or even a hourly or daily way to show the customer the value of the thing they bought. Like if DJI would keep emailing me that I haven't taken off in a while, I'll probably take it off, like take off and just fly around just to make it stop emailing me. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you're not using this thing. You should probably sell it or whatever, right? Sell it to us. Doesn't matter. Well, it, it goes so, back to the age-old conversation about uh, out of sight, out of mind. If you're not constantly in the room, do I need you at all? If there's not a problem being fixed, why are you? Why do I engage with you anyways? And I think, I think this is a really slick way to provide, if I if I understand correctly, to provide value without being in your face. It's Absolutely. not a line card, right? Like you're not going, hey, uh, you guys got to buy this. Uh, it's been your warranties up. This isn't that kind of uh, value. Correct. So, so I set I, my office look. You know, I look like a serial killer, right? I had scribbles everywhere, and um, it led me down a path of a couple of vendors I met with at ChannelCon. And we're getting to the point here, I promise. Um, oh, we got lots of time. Well, yeah. Yeah, all as long as we want this to be. That's right. right? Um, so one of the paths and one of the projects that is my passion project has always been SharePoint OneDrive. And I realize, you know, I do these great projects and, you know, like they don't realize it at the time, but I'm revolutionizing how they do their IT, right? They don't have a box in their room. I do. I kid you not, it is October 2022. I, we, have, we, we obtained a customer with backup tapes five employee company with backup tapes. Um, what kind um, of tapes were they? Cause I think that's important to know. Yeah, they were the, uh, I have one over there. It's the, uh, the DLT fours. Nice. And in, in casual conversation, we're going to go off topic here, but in casual conversation, I go, you know, one thing a lot of people don't know about tapes. He goes, what's that? I go, you're supposed to change them every six months. And his eyes got really big. I go, let me guess. He goes, yeah, I've never changed the tapes. I didn't realize that. Like ever. I said, well, how long have you had the tapes? Oh, like five years. <laughs> this is funny, right? So it but might, it might these... show data on them, but it may not restore in any sort of oh, timely I... manner. And he goes, yeah. And then I told him about, you know, hey, have you ever watched a VCR tape more than five times? He goes, yeah, it starts to degrade. How do you think a five-year-old tape does that's being watched for eight hours a day? That's made oh, with the yeah. same ribbon that was in your VCR tape. It's the exact same, right? Yeah. So, but, uh, you wow. know, so we, we do... We do these projects and we do these things and I never have a way to, I don't care if we call it a re-project, right? We don't have a checkup. We don't have the doctor's follow-up appointment. So I started looking for tools and I've come across a couple of tools that will help me provide a follow-up to my customers uh, where, hey, hey, if I did a thing, I can always go back and it's going to be, not, it's not going to be like a giant cost but hey let's just run this thing that you can either pay for monthly or one time or quarterly whatever and i can get you all kinds of good stuff and to this date so far it's been a couple weeks a couple months actually by now um most of them have converted to like some kind of a contract which is awesome and the one i really want to kind of highlight today because we always tend to talk about microsoft is a company called sazzlers now, when you and I first started talking about SAS alerts, I rolled my eyes because I thought it was a status board, <clears throat> right? 
like when I hear Saz alerts, I'm thinking, you know, status dot data yeah, or like bright gauge where you've got widgets that are telling you like, boom, there's too many yes. tickets opening. Correct. And I'm, I'm, I, I will be dead honest. I'm the worst to get in touch with. And uh, like, if a vendor calls me out of the blue, I guarantee you I'm not answering that call. Um, but uh, uh, so anyway, I really started looking at it. I think you made the connection. And afterwards, I'm like, oh, my God, I think this is a major part, at least for how we can deliver these these health checks to customers. Sure. And I, I got two fun stories for you uh, to kind of talk about. The, the first one is, uh, I mean, I'll, I'll just bring it up. Um, I, I was applying to be like a, a, an instructor for CompTIA, right? Um, they have some content. As a volunteer. I, absolutely. Uh, you know, it's. But it, it, but it I, required, it required, they want your resume to, to better understand yes. your experience and skill set. Yes. So. I'm sitting here going, oh my God, I've been here for four years. I haven't even thought of a resume, right? So I'm I'm looking, uh, I find the damn thing. I open it. I was like, eh, I'm not going to update it. Just whatever. And I find it, I open it, I attach it to an email and I send it off and I fill out my form and life is good, right? I don't think anything of it. Lo and behold, I'm doing a, de a demo for a customer of Sazzler. It's being like, hey, I didn't even think about it. Uh, this thing shows you who's touching what files in OneDrive. And I said, you know, if you ever think of a, of a remote employee and you're one, like if, they, if they're supposed to be living inside of OneDrive and SharePoint, you kind of really have no way to know what they're doing throughout the day. And this is the, the spiel I'm, I'm telling the customer. And, you know, we're, we're in a meeting. I have it on a big screen. I go, here, I'll just do a quick report of me, right? Because what, what are you going to see? Quotes? processes, you know, NIST documents, all the nerd stuff that nobody cares about. And lo and behold, what's the the thing that everyone draws their attention to? Charles modified resume. <laughs> Charles downloaded resume. All these things are hitting on it. Dude, I, I'm wearing a red shirt. My my face was as red as my shirt. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Um, and I'm sitting here like, uh, uh, I have to clarify, I was doing it for CompTIA. They needed my resume. And then somebody's like, you know, you could do it through LinkedIn. I was like, oh, no, I didn't. But yeah, I wonder I who might have said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, but think about it. Yeah. That that data is recorded. And I'm like, oh, man. I, what else is in my MyDocs that syncs? Because what a lot of people don't realize is when you install OneDrive, you don't even know, right? Because what does everybody do on any installer? Next, 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 next. How yes. fast can I get this done? Uh, I, of course, I read the the you know the thing where I'm going to adopt kittens. Of course, like, good, right? But they don't realize that they're my docs, and my my docs is probably as, as I don't know 15, 20 years worth of documents, sure. right? It, it just boop. It's now all all my stuff, manuals from remote controls. I probably don't even have or even know what they look like anymore. All these things are sitting in the Showtech SharePoint, you know, SharePoint. Right. And they're being backed up by data. And all these other things are happening, right? So that was kind of funny. So that made me really start to, to, to think, oh, man, like, I bet you nobody knows that, right? 
I, I bet you they don't realize that when they install OneDrive on their home PC, which technically, unless you have like a conditional access, you can't really stop. Um, make, it made me start to think, well, hell, how many customers have things that they probably don't want? We'll just use resumes for well, safe. Just, just pause for a second. I think this is really important because you know how I get wrapped around the axle about data flow and what data is or isn't being protected and whose data is it. And this is a perfect example of why it's so important to separate work data from personal data. But I did. It's in a folder called personal. Right. <laughs> On a work device with a work well, synchronized yes. folder. Yes. Yes. But, and heaven forbid you log in from another device into that portal and you never know, like the, the, the crazy part about OneDrive in, in this example is that it oftentimes when you log in, it immediately tries to start syncing my documents data. And if you're not careful, whatever machine you've logged in on may be potentially moving data into your cloud, my documents. Well, you're forgetting two other big folders. It's my docs. It's pictures mm -hmm. and videos, right? It's all three. Uh, it's it's, it's the trifecta. I don't have a videos folder on my computer. Yeah. I guarantee you do. It's built into Windows 10. Oh, no. Right? I don't have Windows 10. <laughs> I know. You still <laughs> totally have that 98. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is, it's Windows me. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's it's things like that. And and it really gets you to, to think, oh, hell, what's in there? So this is why doing these kinds of re-audits are so very important. Um, so we, we put this into a customer and now uh, on, you know, every, I think we have it every two weeks, every two weeks, the customer now gets a report of what is happening in the environment, who is touching what folders, what are they doing? Sure. Um, and, and that's super powerful especially when we start talking about breach remediation. If we need to know what files got modified, I, I don't want to go look. I just need to run a report, right? I want to see that all these files are modified. And um, the, the other funny thing is you can set all kinds of rules. They have this whole respond engine like, hey, if somebody deletes more than 300 files in the span of five minutes, fire off a ticket to be investigated. Doesn't mean we're gonna like panic. We could, we can disable the account, right? Yeah. Um, but maybe I just accidentally put a bunch of stuff or I'm just purging and I'm getting crazy. What is the one thing every employee does when they leave? I just wanted to break this episode apart as it is close to 45 minutes. So this is your intermission. Right. They a few Take weeks before they them. leave, they start deleting, they start copying and all that. Yeah. Stuff. So this 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 my version of the reappointment would allow me to show a customer what people are doing. And I realized, oh, my God, all these years I've been giving people OneDrive and SharePoint and I've never given them the mechanism to know how people are possibly using it. This right. goes back to the days of Novell. And if I was in my office, I have, I am still the CNE of the year from the last brain share. I follow Miss America rules. So to this day, I'm still the CNE of the year. Um, 
that's a fun fact for me. Um, but back in the novel days, this is where I was going with it. There was a screen that would show you what people are doing. Right. And this is kind of like the old novel screen where it shows what's happening. Um, it, it's, it's, I don't want to say it's surveillance, but it's, it's a good way for the customer to understand how things are being used. And it spiders into other conversations. So one of the reports I send out to my customers who have signed up for this, this doctor's appointment recheck thing is uh, what is being shared out of your OneDrive? Oh, let's, Every, so to clarify, what is being shared outside of your, your corporate container Correct. That is, say, public-facing. Absolutely. And that you don't even realize you're doing. I'm not saying people are doing it maliciously, right? So well, the first couple of... What's the title of this episode? Yes. Okay. Yes. So absolutely. so keep keep going. This is great. Well, so here's where it gets funny. Um, things like if you ever attach a file, like I'm going to attach a Word document, and you don't even realize it's happening. Outlook is saying, hey, do you want to attach a file or link it? Oh, I want to link it. This way we can just edit the same file. Well, right. And well, so it's interesting because that's not necessarily bad. And I think that more no. people understand how to do the sharing part or have figured out the sharing part, but they forget that unless you put some sort of, uh, you know, uh, destruct button on the link for like, say, hey, this is only good for three days or seven days or put some sort of limitation on it. It's public forever. Yeah. Unless, unless you have gone in and said otherwise, right? Well, There's yeah, a way to do that, yes. but, but nobody does it. Nobody does. Of course. Um, so if they did, we wouldn't be having this conversation. Absolutely. So I have had a few conversations where I'm having this meeting with the customer and they're like, why is that? Because it actually shows you, it says Becky has shared this file publicly. They're like, why is that file being left out of our building? That's a violation of our policy. Like, well, well you're Becky doesn't know that. Well, Becky, maybe, and I don't think she did it maliciously. And then right. a couple of I'm times not saying I'm Becky doesn't. Becky doesn't know that she. She may not have known that she actually shared it at all. For home. sure, for sure. But th there is there is an entire universe of of information waiting for you to look at inside of 365. You just need the magical decoder ring to be able to to understand that data right right and, and know where and it's going like i i will tell you almost every review that we have done in the last couple of weeks has spawned major projects to re-secure the thing i set up two years ago so right only be because needs have changed right, right. so, so I, I think this is a good a good segue to because uh, i know you have another uh example that is the one i'm looking forward to hearing and i'll try not to let my chin you know drop on the table too hard because you didn't tell me the whole story um i i think it's really important to, to understand for those of you listening is that we're using an example of a vendor tool that helps solve this problem there are other products out there that do this as well this just happens to be the one that charles is using but what's more important to understand is that what Charles has done with this tool, you could feasibly go look manually at some of this. You could go manually run reports on some of this, but we all know we do not have the bandwidth to do this on any sort of scale. But what's really, I think the big opportunity here is 
you don't necessarily have to charge for anything that you were talking about up till this point, because it's going to spawn real project scopes that do come with a dollar figure attached to it in order to remediate what is quite honestly, pretty high risk for most organizations. Yeah. And I have multiple tools that I can choose from depending upon the situation. Right. Um, so the tool set is kind of irrelevant. It's just a matter of, do you have one that can do these things? You know right. I mean? And, and, and the thing that's kind of ironic, we were talking about this earlier is there's a lot of tools out there that are okay. specifically targeted, not just to 365 and, and Google workspace, but like box and, and Slack and in literally like any number of places that we place data to share with other people is quite honestly, at the end of the day, that's the big one we're talking about right now is what happens when I share, when I share internally, when I share externally, because like to your point with, you know, Becky, she may have actually only wanted to share that document internally with someone else, but because she's been given great power and not necessarily educated on what the responsibility process looks like. She doesn't necessarily know what the capability is of her making mistakes. Yes. And things change, right? So back in the day, you know, before I was fully gray, um, you bought Office yeah, 2010. Yeah. You bought Office 2010. Right. And in 2010, it looked like it does. And all the features that were there were there. And in 2011, not a, nothing changed. Well, that was pre-requiring license keys. Yes. Um, my wife loves to joke on the fact that I know, to this day, the Windows XP license key, right, for partners. And like, that's I my password. That, but I don't remember, like, to buy milk on the way home, right? But I can <clears> tell you the Windows XP partner key with that ends in 06CH. <laughs> um, <laughs> but... But, but here's where I was trying to go with that. Uh, back back in 2007 and 2003 office, the product never changed. Right. You bought a product. And it was static. It, it was a static product. What a lot of people don't realize is three, you know, office is now a subscription. Right. It's an ever-changing subscription. Microsoft moves and changes and uh, disables functionality and adds functionality. And I don't remember exactly when. Somewhere around COVID, they added the default to say, every, anytime you attach a file, uh, offer to link it as a sure. uh, OneDrive document, right? Yeah, yes, and, uh, exactly. A lot of people to this day don't even realize that's happening, right? I, I've, um, I can say it's caused a lot of confusion even for myself going to do an attachment and going, wait, why is this prompting me to just give them a link? I want the document to go into the attachments part of my email so they get the attached yes. email. Yeah, and at, you know, little subtle things that change. Like, have you ever noticed that there's a little pop-up now that says, hey, you referenced the attachment, you forgot to attach something. Right. <laughs> there's a little thing and it's like, dude, you're looking at my words on my email? I guess they are, but right. Um, but that's all good. So, you know, what I'm trying to say is things change and what we know of the product two weeks ago, all right, maybe that's a little less, but a couple of months ago is it doesn't even look the same. Right. Right. So like even now, Microsoft is going to move the things on the bottom for your contact and calendar up to the left hand side. Right. All right. I just I can't. I want to anyway. pause you because I want to get the 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 bigger story, the one that I think for those of you that have made it this long in this amazing episode talking about what are you doing 
as it pertains to the stuff that you're responsible for managing the deployment of, responsible for making sure it works, but haven't necessarily ever needed to take responsibility for what's happening because of what the end user is doing. And to be fair, these tools that are helping us with this particular challenge haven't always existed, but where there's a problem, in theory, there will be found a solution. So, so Charles, tell the story uh, that you were sharing with me about what happens. And this is where I, I was joking about the browser world and we spent way too much time, maybe not enough time on talking about, you know, zero trust your browser. But this kind of goes hand in hand with that conceptually um, as to what happens when you log in to, to your account and are in a place where maybe you aren't necessarily planning to use it for work. Yes. So I will keep the name out of it. Fair, right? It's, you know, the person shall not be named. Um, but they installed uh, a game called Grand Theft Auto. And this is a PG show, Charles. This show is PG. Yes. Yes. But the 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 reason, and this was on their remote machine, was not in the office. A personal machine it just happened to be logged into OneDrive, and here's where it gets funny um the they weren't playing grand theft auto they were playing a mod that allows you to play the game as a police officer which i have now started to play because it's hysterical like instead of like doing jobs you're a cop and you're pulling people over because they cross the yellow line it's just hysterical well for everybody but, listening i want to know something do you now carry a badge <laughs> i cannot confirm nor deny <laughs> all right all right keep going so so here, here's where it gets fun um and and we have seen this with roadblocks and kids and laptops in the past but it's the same story just a different title um the one thing that grand theft auto does not do a good job of it's where it saves its data because it saves its data hard-coded into the My Documents. And the Which only... isn't necessarily bad, but it's important to note that. Yes, especially when you install third-party mods. True. With just, just like in Roblox land with kids from unknown sources. Right. right. So that's, that, that's important to know here. It's from right. unknown sources. I mean, it's a mod. I mean, I'm probably... Yeah, I'm going to trust what comes out of, you know... The, the Grand Theft Auto people, but the mods, eh, maybe not. But maybe sure. I do. This one, I, I do because it's it's has huge following. You, you didn't purchase but, this at GameStop, and it didn't come in a shrink wrapped cellophane wrapper that made you correct. feel really good about. Yes, I know this is a trusted source, and there's no charge, so right. it's free. So if it's free, it's for me. You know that that thing. Oh yeah, that's exactly so, what I would say. That's why I had Windows Me for so long. Yes, and still do. Mm -hmm. Um. So so what what happened here at They've been playing for a while and they noticed their OneDrive is going on. So now I get a call. Getting a call because Grand Theft Auto is making OneDrive busy. <laughs> so I, it's I now filling have to OneDrive. I mean, let's be clear. OneDrive yes. is not an infinite repository, regardless if it says you have unlimited storage. Yes, and here's where it gets fun. Because the, I forget what it's called, the, the, the launcher is always on. There's a bunch of files that could never be synced. Because they're, they're constantly open. being updated. They're, well, yeah, they're open. Yeah, even if you're not playing the game, it still jams up OneDrive. And if anybody here who knows OneDrive, 
OneDrive has to be happy, right? OneDrive always has to be happy. And if there are files synced, it causes problems down the road. Sure. So unbeknownst to them, the stupid game that they had tried and hadn't played for a couple of days was jamming up OneDrive. It's creating errors make, at this point. Making it so they can't do their physical job. <laughs> so, and and if you Google it, you really, the, their only recommendation is to like move the folder, but symlink it, but it still doesn't work. So the end goal is don't play one, don't play Grand Theft Auto on a PC with OneDrive. But, or your um, work computer or work OneDrive yeah. sync. So here's where it gets even better. We use SAS alerts for this customer. And we have a policy that says, hey, if anybody deletes more than 300 files in the span of, I think it's an hour, open up a ticket under the primary contact for review. So just throwing this out there, wouldn't you kind of throw a red flag if they're deleting more than like 10 or 20 files in an hour? I, I yes, this one, they just... Okay, well, I Jam- I digress. Yeah, the default is ten, by the way. Okay, and and when it's ten, oh my god, like if I I'm probably hitting more than ten files in an hour, but the, but this one customer, it was like 200, 300, whatever. It was a big number. I don't really remember. It, it was more than ten. It was definitely more than ten. So now this 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 employee is completely freaked out because we have now opened a ticket uh, because they have deleted a bunch of data, which is now getting investigated by the SOC team as to why this person is deleting data. And now it's, it's, it, was, it was all harmless. It wasn't a big deal, right? We were able to get it all fixed and we were able to move his cane to his, another machine. But it really makes you think, what is in those files that is now not only in my corporate OneDrive that you have now generated tickets, right? Which, you know, nobody wants to get tickets for nonsense. Sure this definitely being nonsense, but can I have those files in my OneDrive, <laughs> right? Now, technically, if I have a compliance, do I have to keep my mods for Grand Theft Auto for 10 years? <laughs> right. My OneDrive? So, so right. this raises a really interesting question, and this is where this is why I was so keen on us having this conversation today. How do you help the client recognize that there is a responsibility, a burden of responsibility that they have, but the only way for us to pull off them understanding that burden of responsibility is we first have to educate them on what we've given them great power in the first place. Because you said this at the beginning, it's kind of like handing somebody a box of ammunition and an AK-47 and the person that you've handed it to has no idea what a gun is and then therefore has no idea what the ammunition's for they can kind of piece it together but because they've never seen this in action they don't know what the repercussions are of just going out there willy-nilly and just kind of swinging it around and i know that's not a great example in the context of everything going on around us i apologize but the point is it is a serious big deal and largely we have gone for years not spending the time. I mean, just to, just to parallel this a little bit, there's a reason why Gateway 2000 had their logo essentially be the power button. Like people genuinely don't know where the power button is on a laptop, especially today with the new MacBook. Oh my God. Like, 
there is no power yeah. button. It doesn't say power. There's no symbol for it. It's just a black button. Yeah, it's rock today. But yeah. Why are we so quick to assume that the person we have enabled with the great power should be given any of that power at all without first giving them an instruction, quick, quick cheat sheet, short course, something that gives you an assurance when you when you sort of hand them the keys to the car or whatever it might be, that they're not going to just go drive it into a guardrail or into a tree or something worse. Yeah, it's it, it all goes back to behavior, right? If if you don't have a way to report on a behavior, you can't correct it. Absolutely. Right. It's it. This is why we do security awareness training, right? And phishing. We we fish you to see if you fall for the trap so that we can correct the behavior in a safe manner. Right. right. So we're using this tool and a couple other ones, but this one mainly to help educate our primary contact at the customer on here's the behavior that's happening. You may or may not be violating corporate policies, federal laws, whatever right. with this type of behavior. Why don't we go ahead and correct the behavior before it becomes a problem? Right. Charles loves to get up on stage and talk. I'll come to your office and tell you all about security, right? Yeah. Um, but if but if we don't know it's a problem, I can't help you fix it. You know, so, as we're closing this out, I almost think maybe that we should have had the title be, you know, how to correct bad behavior. I think it's not a good change per se, but the reality is our behavior dictates in many cases, the, the the capability of being secure as an outcome solely because if the user doesn't know it's bad behavior, they're never going to correct it. Yeah, and it goes back to the doctor appointment, right? right. Man, for, for as long as I remember, every time I've ever walked into a doctor, the one thing he says every time, you're overweight. Yes, I get it, I know, right? Like, it's fine. But he's telling me what I know, but the point is he's saying it. If he wasn't saying it, Right. Or if I never yeah. went to the doctor, then I wouldn't necessarily be hearing it. Or if you right? died from a heart attack as a result of being overweight and the doctor never said anything, that's a lawsuit waiting to happen. Right. Because, well, he never told me. Yeah. It, it, you know, I think I think us as MSPs with, uh, we, you know, we have an RMM, therefore we're a managed service provider. Right. We we need to get we need to have better bedside manner. We need to we be need able to, to do provide. Better. Yeah, we just got to give them the ongoing care. Like when you have a surgery, the surgery's not over. You have to keep going back every couple of weeks, make sure everything's healing, all that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, we used to call it quality of care. It's the it's the post-op, the patient post-op. They have a surgery, they need to you got to check in with them because you don't know if they got an infection or they popped their stitches or they didn't follow your instructions. But the reality is if you're not checking in on them and doing due diligence on care, there's a possibility of of Worse, worse than a lawsuit is the patient you were taking care of dies. And it doesn't matter if there's a lawsuit on top of that. You, you, there was a loss of life that could have been prevented. Yes. So this, this whole exercise has really opened my eyes over the last couple of months on how can I do better as a, a, a you know, an ops guy, whatever, as my customer's trusted advisor. I, I'm, I'm trying to find ways to give them better quality of life. Yeah. That's why... I have a frame in my office with the the doctor note, right? I got it. Um, so, 
Well, we those for those of you listening, um, uh, check in with your doctor. Make sure you're doing okay. Um, and for everybody else, have a great weekend and a good week or good something. Yes, I'm recording this before normal day of the week. So enjoy. Thanks, guys.